Hi, and welcome to The Light Leaders, a podcast for light workers who want more money, power, and impact. I'm your host, Alex E. Lember. I believe that we are currently in the middle of a global awakening of humanity and that leveraging entrepreneurship is the fastest way to raise the consciousness of our planet. So in this podcast, I interview light workers and conscious entrepreneurs who follow their soul mission and have built a business around it. I call them light leaders, and this is the new paradigm. You will hear their stories and more importantly, receive tools, tips, and strategies on how you can also impact more people and grow your business while following your soul mission. If you hear little nuggets you love and you'd like to share, Screenshot this episode and share on your Instagram stories. Make sure to tag us at the Light Leaders Podcast and we will repost. There's a device I love and use almost every day. It's called the Healy. It sends specific frequencies to the body. It's been developed by quantum physicists from Germany and it is the next evolution of health and well-being. It has amazing results. On top of it, it's an entrepreneurial opportunity. This is how I monetize my lifestyle, my brand, and this podcast. So if you're interested in getting this amazing device for yourself, or also in the entrepreneurial opportunity, I would love to help you. You can go to www.thelightleaders.org slash Healy, H-E-A-L-Y. Hi, and welcome to this new episode of The Light Leaders. Today, I'm with Veronica Collinis. She is the founder of Vulnerable AF, which is a global movement that encourages vulnerability, expansion, intimate, deep, and thought-provoking conversations in a safe space. Her work is inspired by authentic relating, nonviolent communication, transformational development, and embodiment practices. She is passionate about connection, collaboration, and community. Veronica, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'll start with an important question. What are you grateful for today? Mm. Uh, I'm grateful for being alive right now yeah and the yeah the um the possibility of living where i'm living here in bali i feel really really grateful for that mm, good place to be in these crazy times yeah definitely I love to give the listener a, a bit of a snapshot of what you stand for and how you do it before we dive. Mm -hmm. So can you share a little bit about um, your vision for the world? What's your why, your drive, and how your business, Vulnerable AF, uh, is helping to bring that into the world? Mm. So my mission for the world is to dissolve any negative stigmas that people have about vulnerability. And I'm a stand for people to take off the mask that they wear 
and stop pretending to be other being someone that they're not in order to make other people happy or more comfortable around them. So Vulnerable AF was inspired by me and um, by is inspired by a heartbreak and my own fears around vulnerability and inspired by the mask that I was wearing to mm. cover up where, when I was people pleasing, looking for approval and deeply afraid of connection. And we'll go a bit more into that. Yeah. And, and then with vulnerable AF, uh, how, how do you help? How do I help? Yeah. So I help women, mainly entrepreneurial women, be more brave and be vulnerable and um, take off the mask that they wear mm. so that they can um, feel courageous in relationships and in life. And mainly through coaching? Through coaching retreats. and through online workshops and um, so I lead online workshops, coaching and, re and online retreats. Nice. Yeah. That's amazing. I'd, yeah, I'd love to go into your, your journey and mm -hmm. how you got into it. Um, what made vulnerability so important to you? Mm. So, I mean, I started Vulnerable AF two and a half years ago now, two and a half years ago. And I have definitely morphed into different versions of myself over the past few years. And when I first started Vulner Vulnerable AF, it, I, I was living in New York. I'm from New York originally, born and raised. And, um, you know, coming from this hustle bustle life, working in the city, um, being a part of different communities, I was really into, um, transformational development programs. And I really got into personal development at, at um, that time. And I remember, you know, really living my life pretending to be perfect or pretending to look really good because I was so afraid of messing up. Um, I was a part of all these different communities. Um, I had, I had different friends and different networks. And I also like my first business when I really was heavily into personal, I'm still into personal development, of course, but I'm always learning and developing myself. But there was a particular, um, education that I was a part of and doing at the time. And I, got into network marketing, which was my first mm -hmm. business as a coach. Um, I was, a, I was, uh, I worked for a health company and I remember like just becoming obsessed with the idea of like traveling and, and, and starting my own life and quitting my job. And I just had mm -hmm. all this, all this, I had these imaginations. What was your company? It was isogenics. Uh, when you said starting my life, I thought it'd be isogenics. Oh, really? <laughs> they say start your life. That's true. I do. That's true. But it was, yeah, it was an amazing experience. I did it for about a year and that was really like my first kick into coaching and, and, and personal and not personal development. I was doing, I was doing another program that I was heavily involved into, but that's how I found isogenics. Um, but anyway, I was really like I was, I was concerned about like looking good online, comparing myself to all the other coaches out there. Um, gotta look healthy. Gotta look healthy. Gotta <laughs> look good. Um, and I looked really good online and on the, on the outside, I was struggling. 
Um, I didn't have the business that I wanted and I had a, I had a really well-paying job, um, but I didn't have the relationship that I wanted. And I found myself always in these similar relationships, like meeting someone. It's really amazing in the beginning. Everything looks really good. I, I pretend to look really good. And then something fizzles out. Right. And it happened with this, with this one particular instance. I met this guy, really liked him. Yeah, we hit it off. It was like, I was imagining like us doing yoga together and white picket fence and getting married, you know, and, and just like really imagine that. But I could never tell him that. Right. I couldn't really be brave and tell him how I really felt about him. Right. I mean, of course, I just met him. I don't have to tell him all of that. Right. But like I didn't I couldn't I was I was afraid of being vulnerable. Mm. And then a couple of weeks later, same thing. We fizzled our connection fizzled. And I remember I was sitting at home and I, you know, didn't hear back from him. And I noticed the shift. And I remember just feeling like total shit. And then I was looking through my phone. I had all these, all these contacts in my phone. All these different, I had all these different friends, but I didn't feel comfortable calling anybody. Like I didn't feel comfortable telling anyone, hey, I just got dumped. I feel like shit. Could you just hear me? I was like, no, because I, I spent so much energy looking really good on social media and super powerful, right? So it was in that moment I realized, wow, the reason why I don't have the friendships that I want to have or the relationship that I want to have or even the business that I want to have is because I'm not being authentic. I'm being inauthentic and pretending and wearing some sort of mask. Mm. So I was feeling vulnerable AF. And I just wanted to have real conversations with friends and just mm. get people together. I just, I didn't have a space. I, I didn't, I didn't know of a space where I could, where that was happening, where I was in New York city. And I was just like, I, I couldn't even help myself. I'm like, I called I like, I was like, all right, I'm calling a dinner vulnerable AF. And I'm just getting my friends together, friends that I really wanted to know more and inviting them to dinner and and I was planning on guiding these kinds of conversations and or these different kinds of conversations. And the first meeting, um, there were six people and then there was 18 people, then 25, then it's kept getting bigger and bigger. And then mm. I just became obsessed with expanding it and growing it. Yeah, it must feel really good. I mean, here we live in Bali and we're more used to these kinds of interactions, but um, like even a couple of years ago, I'd be like, whoa, that's incredible when I discovered this way of relating. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I'm always in that way of relating. And we all have work to do, but yeah. I could imagine the power of having it in a, in a big city where it's like so new. Yeah. Yeah. People are waking up in the morning, doing the same thing, going to a job that they hated, rushing, working until late at night mm -hmm. or you know, um, not feeling connected to anybody in their cubicle and then going back home to their cubicle, you know, like they just didn't have these kinds of events or conversations. Mm. And in New York, the, the way that people connected was they were drinking and happy hour. Right. And or the, like, that's the, that's the normal way of relating or going out. 
and or going out for lunch and just getting really wasted and coming back going back to work like i remember because i was there and i did that it's friday <laughs> yeah it's friday oh it's a weekend let's get really wasted right and it's like and if you do that totally fine right like about judging you but the same but there's there's the the missing piece is meaningful connection like what would it be like if we can actually get to know each other and ask each other real questions versus like well how are you fine same (laughs) the same surface level conversations that i remember having at the office so vulnerable af deconstructing that so af stands for as fuck yes and vulnerable what's is like how would you define vulnerable how is it different to being authentic it's it's similar similar concept same thing it's vulnerable being vulnerable is truth Mm. right sharing your truth it's it's um the desire for deeper intimacy and connection Mm. is it weak no no so that's also that's another tweak that i love really honing in on with my clients and in my workshops is really empowering people to see that vulnerability is not a weakness. It's one of our greatest strengths. It's courage. It's super courageous. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to, there's like so many angles there. Um, I'm interested into maybe sharing because the people who listen, I like to give a bit of an entrepreneurial twist on it, on the conversation. And what's interesting with you doing that brand is two angles. One is how being vulnerable for anyone, especially in the personal development, coaching, or uh, who builds a personal brand, how vulnerability is an important asset in building your brand, an important way to be. Like, of course, in everyday life, but also in your brand and business. And also how you build a life and business around something you're passionate about. Mm. So, um, I mean, do you encourage people like coaches, for example, you talked about personal development. Well, in personal development, sometimes it's like, as you say, like I got my shit together and I want to look like this. And that's kind of the, the paradox of personal development is then you develop that, that mask. Right. So how do you advise people to show themselves truly in life, but also to reflect that in the business, in the personal brand? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I call that, I call that mask, like the superwoman mask, or the yeah. Superman mask. Like, oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. Mm. Meanwhile, what's underneath that is something, something deeper, right? Maybe something, a withhold. Um, uh, and when I was in like a, in personal development, I did, I did landmark for many, many years and I was trained in doing land, tra- trained in leading landmark. So in coaching programs, I was like very, very into it. And it was so amazing. It was so transformational for me. And I totally like, totally recommend anybody who hasn't done something like landmark or any kind of personal development program to definitely try it and give it a try. But, you know, at that time, that that kind of work was also super masculine and um, mm. really focused on getting over things. Like I remember like during, during times when maybe I wasn't feeling yeah. my most empowered self. Yeah, even the word self-improvement. Yeah. 
when I didn't feel and I didn't feel amazing, I had to get off of it or get over it really quickly. Mm. Right. Or there was this not that I had to, but there was this pressure. Mm. So who what I am really into right now and how I've morphed into softening, which is vulnerability. Right. And even even at that time when I started vulnerable AF, I was still in that masculine go, go, go place and just slowly softening. And now I'm and now I really I really serve from my my feelings, right? Like I I I encourage feelings. I encourage, you know, yeah, like not not dwelling in the story, but to feel like what's actually there and to um find power in that. That's where you're where what whatever that that pain is, that story is that you have, that's your power. Mm. And tying it back to entrepreneurs and leaders, yeah, being vulnerable as a leader is so brave. And whether you choose to do it or not, that is going to be your catalyst to having to helping to having people relate to you. You're not related, in my opinion, from when I see entrepreneurs and leaders who are out there who have amazing missions and have amazing, um, have something, something amazing to share or a gift that they're sharing to the world. And they're not, um, they're, they're afraid of going there or, you know, actually being honest about like what it was like for them. Right. And they just cover up, you know, little things because they're afraid, oh, if I tell them how I'm really doing, then they're not going to buy from me. So that's the difference between authenticity and calculated vulnerability. So sometimes I made a post about this recently, calculated vulnerability versus authenticity. And Brene Brene Brown talks about that. Um, You know, like there's a difference between, you know, sharing something because you're expecting an outcome or you're Mm. like, if I share it, then then people will like me more versus like I'm sharing this because I know that it'll make a difference in someone's life. That's super interesting because I was going to ask you about, like we talk about being more vulnerable, let's take social media and and sharing, but sometimes I can read a post and I will have, or even let's say maybe me, I have the temptation of doing a post almost a bit like a victim. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, is that vulnerability or is it like a some kind of victim consciousness looking for attention, which is not wrong, but it's, it's like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to draw the line between, okay, I want to be open. And like, this is not really something I'm wanting to, to put on people in a way. Yeah. Like, like, totally. How do you, how do you, how do you feel into when your vulnerability is yeah you feel into if it's serving the other person that's the intention rather um because yeah i don't know it's it's, yeah. it's it's hard sometimes to to see i just know sometimes i would let's say i would read something and i would feel like um it's too much yeah not as too much as the person is too much of what they're feeling but as as like this it's kind of like really looking for for my attention in a way that's really good awareness and and what I would say to that um, is if you feel 
like, mm, I don't know if I don't want to share that. Right. That's you honoring yourself and listening to yourself. Right. That's the difference between like the, the, the masculine approach, like forcing, I have to, mm. I have to share this thing. This is what I said I would do. I have to make this post. Right. So I'm speaking to entrepreneurs. The vulnerability Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, oh my God. One of my mentors, Rick Smith says that, says that. He's like, <laughs> it's not, this is not the vulnerability Olympics. <laughs> All right. He talks about the tender edge, yeah. right? Like really honoring your tender edge. Like mm. the tender edge is like, um, Rick Smith, Rick Smith talks about this. He's like, a tender edge is like that edge between like your comfort zone and um, the one above or beyond your comfort zone. So mm. you have like one foot beyond your comfort zone and one foot on your, com mm. you know, at, uh, at your comfort zone and honor and vulnerability and, and authenticity is honoring that edge. Like, you mm. know what? This is my edge. Mm. You know what? Maybe I haven't worked out that story yet. And until you worked out that story that you have, that you want to share, then not everybody deserves to hear it. Mm. And maybe it's not time to share that. Mm. And only, you know, or, and this is from experience, um, you know, when, when I can feel shameless about something, right. Or share, if I'm going to talk about a time when I felt shame mm. or talk, you know, share something really vulnerable that maybe you know, where a time when I felt guilty, a time when I felt shame. I am going to share that because my intention is to create connection and intention is to inspire someone to share their story and or inspire someone mm. to, to, you know, um, move past an experience that they all, a similar experience. And if I feel there's still some shame about it, it's not the right time mm -hmm. and honoring that. Yeah. So usually it'd be like, like you have, you have had shame, but when you feel it's, it's, it's kind of the right time that you've integrated it. It's yeah. When you share. Yeah. And I, and I like what you said about victim consciousness. I've been really honing in on that myself. Um, I found there's a, the Lynn forest. She is amazing. She's just, she's this woman. She events, she, she, I don't know. Have you heard of the drama triangle or the victim triangle? No. She talks about the victim consciousness and um, how there's the, the drama triangle and then there's the higher version triangle. So like the higher version triangle is like your witness, like you witnessing mm. what you're doing without judgment. Right. But the victim, so like the victim is at the bottom victim. And then however you um, project, you know, or whatever you're, you know, coming from, it's either like your rescuer or um, persecutor. So it's like kind of, you know, are you trying to like fix out of guilt or help because you want to be a rescuer? You want to be like the helper, the savior, or are you, um, you know, going into persecutor like blaming and shaming Changing. and projecting right so it's like where is that story that you're sharing coming from and are you sharing it without can you share it without judgment like hey like this is what this is what happened and um yeah that's what happened and it doesn't mean anything about me mm. and until you can share that until you can feel that and 
that will help you prevent the vulnerability mm-hmm. hangover, which a lot of people experience, right? Like, uh, like if you don't know what the vulnerability hangover is, it's, it's this like, you, sh- you just shared something really vulnerable or brave. And then the next day or five minutes later, you're like, oh no, I said too much. Mm. Oh no, is that too much? <laughs> <laughs> it's tricky because sometimes that uncomfortability is actually the re- only you knows, but it's like that sign that you should actually yeah. exactly say that. So it's like, it's subtle. It, well, that's the thing about what vulnerability is. It's risky. It's mm. uncomfortable. It's like, can you be willing to be with the risk? Like, mm. are you willing to be with the 50% chance that you will hear crickets? Mm. Or are you, and can you be with the 50% chance that you'll receive a shit ton of love? which might also be really vulnerable to receive. Yeah. So it's like, ah, oh, like I really want to share that. It's really scary. Mm. Um, and it's risky. You know, vulnerability is, you know, telling someone I love you and not maybe not hearing and the risk of not hearing it in return. And it's like, you know, I'm, I said it because it's my truth mm. and not, I'm not, uh, and versus the calculated, I'm going to share it so I can get more love from you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's life really. I mean, ra- life yeah. risky and life is, is that openness and courage. So mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And, and, um, yeah, I feel like in our society, we try to protect ourselves so much. Right. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, it takes courage, but the the rewards are worth the risks yeah totally mm. i'm interested also if you can share a little bit about um how you manage to build also your business and your life around that thing you're passionate about because even if it's a different topic and someone listens to us and they're breath worker or different things um, I have a, a lot of admiration for people who build also their business through their passion, monetize it. How's the journey been on that? It's been, it's been, um, it's been a ride for sure. I mean, I started my side hustle, my passion, leading in-person workshops in New York City. Mm. And I was leading them every other week, sometimes once a month. I did one first, I did one day retreats. I also led at festivals. I led at Burning Man, you know, so I really loved bringing it, bringing this conversation to different parts of the world. I was, it was really fun and exciting. And then, um, you know, I know I also had a, I had a full-time job when I first started. Um, I, I was always building communities and or helping startups build their community. So that was also another facet of Vulnerable AF, which it was a community or it is a community. Mm-hmm. So. Um, how I started building it into a business, it just, it just, it just happened. Like, it was almost like, I just couldn't help it. And so, and every time I tried to run away from it or I tried to stop it because, because, you know, like I said, vulnerability has been my biggest pain. So I did not think that I would ever be teaching vulnerability. Like if one of my landmark coaches could share the story of like the time when like, I literally couldn't even I wouldn't even share like I wouldn't even tell the group that me and my ex broke up like the night before because I was so afraid of looking bad I remember I remember like I was so afraid of that so like 
me teaching this, it's like, it's not because, I mean, I love it. it I love it. And I'm just so called to it. Mm-hmm. I'm, every time I try to run away or I try to like do something else, get a different job, <laughs> try to quit. <laughs> like yeah. I've tried to quit a couple of times okay. and like, it just, I always come back to it. It's always, it's just like, um, I, it's like, it's a gift and, um, it, it's turned into different versions. Like, so obviously with Corona, then I, then I brought it online. So I said, I never thought I can lead what I was leading from in-person to online, but I, I, I made it happen and and I made different, a different version of it. And then I led a few online programs last year. And this year I'm still leading online courses. Um, but I'm, I'm, but I'm transitioning into, okay, like what's the next version of vulnerable AF and, Mm -hmm. and because I, because I've transformed so much since I first started this, you know, as like a girl who just like struggled with heartbreak. Now it's like, Oh, um, I have, I had bigger fish to fry too of, you know, really, really like taking off my own layers, continuing to take layers off of, you know, when it comes to vulnerability and, and, you know, being a, a founder of a company called Vulnerable AF, you know, like sometimes there's a lot of pressure to be vulnerable too. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny as I, <laughs> as you were answering my question, I was like, there's a lot of pressure for her right now to be vulnerable and authentic. You know, it's like if you start pretending when I ask oh, you about yeah. how your business is doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, like there's like there's pressure, which is like why I wanted to quit so many times. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe after a certain time, it, it so becomes second nature. But for me, it's still a concept that's quite new. I've done uh, uh, Rick's retreats, awakened leadership, authentic relating, and and um, I'm actually seeing someone at the moment that I met at authentic relating, and oh. it's amazing because. You know, we kind of, it's it's kind of a, you know, there's the game and the workshop and there's the everyday life and mm-hmm. how do you embody that? And, and just sometimes I'm like, I don't want to do it. You know, I feel lazy <laughs> to, to go into that place that's a bit uncomfortable of the things that I, I feel like sharing, but yeah, I don't always find the, the courage to, in a way, to expose myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a, it's like, it's a practice. I think mm. vulnerability. So how, it's how like, is it after like two and a half years doing vulnerable AF? Do you, you still find you have sometimes that place where uh, you don't really want to share or it's become second nature? It becomes second nature. Mm. It becomes second. And, and, and I also, I went through, I, and I go through my shifts like last year at a time when I was, you know, really, obsessed with the online world and, and, and like, you know, I was really big. I, I got really big at one point and then I, I, my ego got really big. And then I, the minute, the minute my ego got big mm. is the minute I stopped being authentic mm. and I lost that part of me. And I, and, and that was the minute, that was a time when I had a $0 launch. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. So I had a zero dollar launch last year, um, one of them, and it was at that time when I was trying so hard to look good. And like I, I went right back into that pattern of two years, two and a half years ago when I first started my business. It was like it was like I stepped into this new version of me last year, 
And mm-hmm. I got caught up. I got lost in the sauce, lost in the comparison mm-hmm. game about what are people doing online, needing to like say, you know, have the perfect framework on my Instagram posts. And I got so caught up in that and mm-hmm. launched a program, zero dollar launch because of the energy that I had behind it and who I was being. And that was another reminder of like, oh, this is like, this is why my work is important. And it had me really reevaluate, like, hold on, Mm. what the fuck am I doing? Who am I? What am I really talking about? (laughs) What's my mission? And I took a break for two two months, actually. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, paradoxically, it's if you like if people feel it's too much into the perfect landing page and the perfect yeah. script, oh. yeah, oh can my be God. less attractive. Anybody who's listening to this right now, if you are struggling with how to get your message out, and you're like worrying about like the funnels and the ads and the perfect message and the perfect template and the perfect landing page, it's not about that. Mm. Yeah, that stuff, it works. It matters, right? It's about the energy behind it, who you're being, and about mm-hmm. who you're serving. It's not about you. The minute you make it about you, people feel it. People smell it. Get real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think people also are more educated now. They can smell it. Maybe four years ago, three years ago was was kind of okay, like, oh. the perfect funnel works, but now people are like, they've seen it, you know? Yeah. I think is even if you're going to be successful, you've trapped yourself in that image. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's probably better that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like the, the, some of my favorite teachers now, like their websites suck, you know, like they like their Instagram, their Instagram isn't aesthetically amazing. Right. But they have, they have gifts and they're so con- in conviction about their gifts and like who they are that like, it's mm. it doesn't it doesn't matter like their emails don't they're not that great you know mm. <laughs> and it's just like but the, it's it's who they are and what and what their message is that matters mm. we talked a bit about um relationships mm-hmm. and actually so doing a authentic relating also i, I interviewed a friend recently about polyamory and open relationship and re, she recommended a, a book uh, called more than two i don't know if mm-hmm. you've heard I about heard it um yeah, if I may, I, I know you're interested also in that area of uh, open relationships. And I don't know, listening to that book about polyamory, I felt it was so close to authentic relating. Uh, like, uh, yeah, why? Mm, I didn't read the book, but I can imagine because uh, I've, I've lived it. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so I've been open open you know do, or open relating or in open relationships for over five years now so um i'm i'm single and i'm not uh i'm not interested i think my next relationship i'm definitely interested in more of a monogamous relationship but um but being in open or open relating and uh being polyamorous for a while it really helped me deepen levels of intimacy that I didn't know how to reach before. Like just the, 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 the thing that I was turned on the most about was the navigating Mm. difficult conversations part (laughs) because it's all about communicating. It's, it's all about communication. It's, it's, 
it's just, it's a, it's about intimacy. It's about connection. And the minute you're the thing, the thing where, where it doesn't work is when you're trying to people please. Mm. So the minute you're doing something for your partner, because you think that that'll make you cool, or you think that that's what your other partner wants, Mm. or that's what your partner wants, then, then that's when it gets mucky and it gets nasty and weird. Right. Because you know, or especially if you're listening and you're interested in open relating or, you know, you're, you're unsure, um, be really clear in your communication, um, ask really interesting questions, be curious and be honest with yourself. Take mm-hmm. off the mask of, oh, well, my partner wants this, so I'm not going to say anything and I'm going to pretend to be cool about it mm-hmm. when in fact I'm not. Resonates. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that there's a, a huge backlash, especially in intimate relationships and especially in, in those conscious you know, communities when you be the people pleaser that avoid confrontation mm-hmm. and you, know, you don't want to hurt the other person. And, and that's probably deep in us in society. But then I, I know recently for me that something has been so clear. Mm-hmm. The, the backlash it creates yeah i think and and now that i'm dating i'm 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 noticing similar conversations than you know that i had in the past of you know meeting someone and um you know and someone saying oh, i don't want an open i don't want a monogamous relationship and i and i and i just i want to be open um so i i hear that a lot and it makes me curious about like the the fear of deeper intimacy mm. with one person or the fear of um well d- d- mm-hmm. there's even here a definition of openness because yeah. if you tell me um I'm open I don't want monogamy to me it's a contradiction because people they often think open relationship is you'll have multiple sexual partner but not to me to me being open means being open so it can mean being open to being celibate for a time it can be being open yeah. to being monogamous or to be or to have different partners so you're not That's really open point. yeah some people think oh i want an open relationship and it means that i can just mess around with anybody that mm. i want no if you are interested in, in mm. open relating you have to put your seatbelt on and be ready for the ride yeah. because it is a level of inti- it requires a level of intimacy um where all your shit is going to come up mm. And as soon as you're like wishy-washy and shadowy around it, mm. then that's when the that's when the the fear, the things that could go wrong go wrong. Mm. And yeah, I like what you said though about the like clarity in the open, like I'm open for this and I'm mm. open for that. Like I I I'm interested in monogamy right now. And I will always see myself as a, as someone who's like, I'm, o- I'm open to, yeah. um, new tools and, uh, situations. And like, I'm really, I'm a really curious person too. So I'm really open to conversations. Mm. Yeah. So. How does it look like in terms of, uh, business partnerships and, you know, doing business with other people? Cause that's also an intimate thing mm. i think do, do, do you have like i don't know 
the things you bring into the business world from vulnerable, um, authentic relating. Yeah. Way. Yeah. I think for, for partnerships, I, it's, uh, not everybody that you like should be your business partner <laughs> mm. or just because you like this person doesn't mean that you should work together. Right. I think what works well for me and, and something that I'm really I'm getting more clear on is, you know, and I see someone that I think I want to work with, or I see someone that I know is really amazing and has like incredible gifts to share. I, I get clear, like, okay, what can I bring to the table? Mm. What can they bring to the table? Or what do I, what are the gifts that they have that I don't have? And how can we join forces? And when it comes to authentic relating, and I'm, I'm imagining that you're talking about, you're asking about communication and yeah. clarity. Yeah, having those clear conversations. Because sometimes, or what I see, when people are afraid of having those hard conversations, you skip over the conversations that need to be had. Like, hey, what are we, what is, what are we going to, what does this look like? How long do we plan on working together? You know, how's our connection going? Um, what, uh, is there something that, you know, that I said that bothered you, right? So you can clear out what is, whatever's in the way mm. and create new possibilities in your business partnership or your partnership, right? Just like being willing to have those difficult conversations like, you know, my ex-partner and I, which, and we also did work together, we did some work together too. We would have monthly check-ins and we would ask each other really brave conversations mm. and they were vulnerable and, and honest. And it created this clarity with, the, with our business and, and our relationship. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And mm, you have, um, it's interesting because I'm thinking about asking you for tools, but thinking about this, I want to ask you, like, how do you feel about using tools for authentic relating? Well, some people might think from the minute you use tools, maybe it's, it's less authentic. Mm. I, think it, I think tools are always great. Tools mm. are, uh, structures are, structure is great. Mm. Like, I think like for me, when I work with clients, I always set agreements. Mm. Right. And that's, that's, you know, authentic relating is setting the, setting the container, setting the agreements of what our relationship is going to look like. Yeah. Um, that setting up, setting up expectations. Mm. Um, and, and I catch you there because I feel yeah. like sometimes when I want to be very clear in the communication, there's something that comes and that will come also in the intimate romantic relationships that can be felt as killing the flow. Yeah. As being, calculating too much yeah putting things in boxes with labels yeah i can i see what you mean and whenever i'm feeling st stuck or like heady i'm just it's because i'm in my head mm. and something that i help my clients do is i drop is i help them drop from their head into their heart so the moment you're feeling like you know you're coming let's say you're having a conversation with someone or you you know, there's, there's a difficult conversation that you want to have mm. with someone and you want to clear it up and you know, the tools you're like, all right, this, this is, this is the tools that I learned from authentic relating or like any kind of anything that you've, you know, that you're bringing to the conversation. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, taking, the, your, taking your notes. You're like, all right, this is, this is the thing. <laughs> it's like, okay, what is my head saying? And what does my heart want? What's underneath that? And even saying, hey, I want to have this. There's something that's been on my heart that I want to share with you. And it's been really difficult to share. And I'm noticing that. I'm in my head about it. Mm. I'm noticing that I'm um, thinking of how to say it. And it's really hard. Just, just even naming it, mm. naming the difficulty. Yeah. As, as you shared about it, I was just thinking like, if I want to enter a conversation and I want to use my authentic relating ninja <laughs> skills, uh, yeah. and, but then I'm in the head. I'm like, oh, that's the way to do it. And it can be felt just a way of sharing. Hey, um, I really value our relationship and I really want it to go well. And for me, um, it's important that there's a certain frame just so I make sure it's fine for everyone. And I've learned this tool, but I just feel a bit awkward sharing it with you because I feel maybe you'll think I label my stories that you'll think I label things and that I'm too much in the mind, you know, like sh sharing it that way yeah. in the end would make me able to put that frame into place. I think is important without but we're sharing the story behind it and more from the heart. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was really beautiful what you shared. Like, Hey, I, it's really, it, it makes more sense to me to have structure. Mm. And I just want to know how that, can you be with, can you be with that? Mm. Can you just be with me in mm. my structure mm. and know that I'll get there? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah. sometimes the very same thing where it's said like this, it like it, it makes, I can feel it's an openness in the heart yeah. that it creates either as I share it, just, ah, but also when someone shares that with me. Yeah. 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 Like just asking, like, can yeah. you just be with it? And, mm. and then, yeah. And just naming it. Mm. It's really beautiful to name it. Mm. And so do you have, um, do you have tools you want to, we're approaching the end of the episode, but if yeah. you have like. Uh, maybe a tool you want to share with our audience on, on how to um, share vulnerability? Yeah. Um, yes, my, my three pillars are, you know, vulnerability, courage, clarity. And, you know, how I, it, it's for vulnerability, it's like, it's naming Naming the, the truth, just naming it. Courage, having the courage to share it, be you, have the courage to, you know, set your boundaries, say your no, and then just being clear, clear about your desires, clear about what you, what you're looking for, what you need, what you want. Mm. And like those three steps, you know, is your roadmap to finding that that truth within you versus looking externally or looking on the, looking mm. outside for the, for the approval or looking for, looking to people, please, or comparing yourself, feeling like when at the moment you feel like you're not enough, mm. could you go back to like, okay, what's my truth? And is this current, is this courageous? And, or am I being, am I, can I be courageous to share my truth right now? And, it, and, and is this clear? Yeah. Mm. 
And and that's the ultimate freedom, right? Mm -hmm. Is that authenticity in this podcast? I get people we talk about location independence and freedom of time and financial freedom, but really um, being authentic is the ultimate freedom. Yeah, yeah, and like, and and just naming it, naming it, mm. and 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 letting go of the guilt and shame you have about it. Mm. And something, you know, I can leave people with, which is really present for me right now. Um, you know, in that in that time when I was in the down a couple of months ago, when I, you know, it was like the the, it, the zero dollar launch was just like a small snippet, but like <laughs> that was like a, that was <laughs> the a, zero dollar launch. The zero dollar like, launch. Could write a book about it. <laughs> the know, zero dollar launch. Um, it was a small snippet of what happened, right? But it, it it turned into a big mess and like ego death, smack in the face. Everything fell apart, right? Um, and I allowed myself to fall apart. And I allowed myself to feel like shit. I allowed myself to feel the shame, fear, all of it. And um, in that time, you know, I almost I almost quit again. And I was like, you know what? If there's anyone in the world who's out there right now and feels like shit or feels like they can't come back from a mistake they made or, you know, doing something that they did that didn't work out like they hoped they would or sharing something and it, you know, blew up. <laughs> right. Um, can you still love yourself? Can you still know that you're worthy of love mm -hmm. and belonging and that you can always, that you can come back and that you, and at any moment you can create, you can recreate your life. So that's why I came back <laughs> again in the new version of Vulnerable AF and the new version of me always like re resurrecting myself every year. Like, oh, that's why I do this work is to show people who think they can't come back an opportunity to reinvent themselves in, in, in every moment. Mm. <laughs> I can, I can feel it when you share like, ah, mm. and I'm sure the listener can, can feel it too. Just relax. It drops the, the pressure of the masks we put on ourselves so much. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I can people, uh, yeah, hear more about you, follow you, and what's next for you. Yeah, so I'm really active on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find me at Veronica Kalinis at Vulnerable AF. Um, you can find me on my website. I'll share my website with you. Um, I, so I have courses and um, I lead workshops. I lead Vulnerable AF every month online. And um, I lead masterminds and my next program that I'm I'm launching this week actually it's called Unapologetic AF. Mm. <laughs> so it's gonna be my next group program and it's gonna be for women this time. It's gonna be all about helping entrepreneurial women be more vulnerable and unapologetic. Wow. So amazing. Yeah. Do you like uh Peter Kelly? I love Peter yeah, Kelly. Yeah, because I, I read her book twice that I love. Uh her F is hiring and she talks a lot about being human AF. So. <laughs> that made me think of it. Uh, yeah, being freaking, being human. Uh, embrace your messiness. Mm. <laughs> Want love? Accept your mess. 
that was a that was a, a, a tidbit that my friend Amy gave me uh, when I was in my mess. Mm. She's like, I accept your mess. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a book. I think that really opened me to it. I, I loved her, her vibe, Kitakili. Oh yeah, and, me too. And um, just while I was sharing about it, I remember I started personal development more with books. I'm gonna go vulnerable here with books that are um, for men about you know pleasing women, right? And um, some are very manipulative, like the game. And I read one by Mark Manson. Um, mm. It was called uh, "Honestly, No Mo Models: How to Attract Women Through Honesty." And actually, it was a lot about being authentic to uh, to attract women, and but being really authentic, not playing it as yeah. a game, you know. And uh, yeah, it was just a great book on it, and uh, yeah, and, and that's that gapped my interest in uh, pleasing the women. <laughs> yeah and it's like it's vulnerable it's like it's a, a vulnerable vulnerability is such an integrated healthy quality that yeah. you know is really it's a, it's attractive it's also really sexy when someone can just be them so sexy super sexy it's so sexy man. yeah got any of course sexy af yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks you for your sexy vulnerability thank Veronica. you <laughs> do you have a last word for the listener hmm I accept your mess. It's fine. Those are my last words. Mm. Thank you, Veronica. Thank, Thank you. you Thank you. Thank you for taking some of your precious time to listen to this podcast. If you stayed until the end, I assume it was insightful. If you like this podcast, please share with friends. Remember that if you tag us in your Instagram story at the Light Leaders Podcast, we will repost. Tell us what you've learned. You can also leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Now, if you think I can help you grow your soul mission business, you can register for a free 15-minute coaching call with me. Go to www.thelightleaders.org slash free call. Thank you again, and let's co-create the Conscious New Earth together.